Hey wrestling fans, it's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. Have you checked out our latest t-shirt design? It's inspired by our friends over at London Comic Con. Nigel Lewis of NCL Studios came up with this amazing design of a comic book cover. It features 22 stars of the Ontario Independent Wrestling scene, including Cody Diener, Jody Threat, Casey Spinelli, Tyson Dukes, Brent Banks, Tarek, Sebastian Spock, Halal Beefcake, graduates of the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, and many more. You can get your t-shirt for just $30 or buy the poster for $15. Proceeds from this sale are going to go to Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto on behalf of Steven's Wrestling Journey. Steven's an 8-year-old fighting carry malformation and they're searching for a cure. You can contact me either through our Facebook page, Scumbags Wrestling, or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get yourself a great t-shirt with an amazing design and help a wonderful cause at the same time. So contact me today and get your shirt or poster. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is episode number 24 of TNT Thursday Night Throwdown. Uh, it is June the 25th, I believe. Yep, June 25th. And we are live right now on uh, Facebook Live as well as Twitch. Uh, later on, we'll be on YouTube and everything else. Uh, alongside me is no Sean Banks, or Banks, <laughs> Bates tonight. But uh, anyways, uh, I want to give this guy a formal introduction as, as co-hosting the show for the very first time. We do have Mr. Stephen O'Neill in Toronto uh, alongside me. Stephen, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so did you get your drink on in Toronto just uh, this uh, past couple of days? Uh, I can say that I had a good night last night. <laughs> and no I, watched, I watched, we'll call it wrestling, and then I had a drink or two. Oh, so uh, anyways, he is here. He, he doesn't seem to be hungover, but uh, I know you are drinking the, the Caesars as we speak, though, eh? Yes, it's called my hate juice. <laughs> and Stephen puts his best, his hate juice. So, uh, guys, I want to just touch base on something first just before we get into the, the show itself. Um, uh, unfortunately, we had uh, uh, Ontario Independent Wrestler pass away uh, by the name of Sean Morris. Um, people know him as the horror show uh, Shawnee Moe. Um, I'm just going to read a statement here by DemandLucha.com, uh, and this was posted on June the 23rd. Uh, yes, 2020 has been a real kick in the pants so far, and for our small Ontario wrestling community, it's just gotten a lot shittier. Demand Lucha hasn't posted an article since mid-February this year. How does, as long as we could, in canceling our 2020 shows and kept our head down at the beginning of the lockdown, uh, hoping that we could rise up with a quickly announced date and bounce back fast. Basically, we're hoping our next post would be positive, and we're holding out for that. Uh, one thing we've done since lockdown is the watch along of old shows on twitch.tv every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, tonight's broadcast would be quite special, but unfortunately not the positive blog we were hoping for. 
Longtime uh, Deathmatch King, local hardcore wrestling favorite, and all-around damn great guy, Sean Morris, a.k.a. the horror show Shawnee Mo, uh, passed away this morning due to complications from a brain tumor. He'd been suffering from this for a while, but certainly never let it show. Uh, Shawnee Mo leaves us as the current and reigning Deathproof Fight champion. Uh, Sean, I guess, had been battling uh, cancer for a little bit there, and uh, unfortunately, ended up passing away. Um, for me personally, I, I think I only got to see him once wrestle, but it was a year ago on the date that he passed away. So uh, this guy, um, uh, uh, Gilmati, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, uh, put it on a show here in London, Ontario, at Montcalm Secondary School. Uh, at this show, it was a, a charity show for uh, Ethan's fight. Um, but uh, anyways, um, uh, White Trash Circus were part of that. So that is him as well as uh, White Trash, uh, Ma Matt Cash, and then Jesse Mack was part of that as well. Uh, they took on Jeff Black and then Warhead as far as that uh, as far as that event goes. But that was uh, June 23rd of 2019. Now, June 23rd of this year, uh, you know, uh, Sean, Mo uh, Sean Morrison's up passing away. Uh, far too soon, far too young. Uh, guys, um, you know, if you're on tw uh, Twitch or you're on Facebook, feel free to give us your comments at all about anything we talked about during the show, uh, any kind of, uh, you know, memories that you might have of Shawnee uh, Mo. Um, but uh, uh, Sean isn't part of the show right now. Sean Bates, that is, but he goes, miss me? Uh, not quite. Uh, yes, Sean, you got to be, uh, you know, um, uh, off the show for longer than seven minutes. <laughs> but he goes, RIP Sean Morris as well. Uh, Steven, do you have any uh, memories or any uh, anything to add as far as uh, Sean Morris, Sean Emo goes? I seen him once here in Toronto at a Demand Lucha. I want to say Demand Lucha. Is that the run that one that runs out of Toronto? Yeah, I see. I, I, he was on the show. I only seen him once. I mean, I feel bad for his family. Um, no one wants to see anyone pass away. So, I mean, our heart goes out to his family for sure. Yeah, I just want to read two more statements just before we uh, move on here. Uh, one being by Jesse Mack. Um, she posted something just recently on her Twitter, and she goes, want to know what my fave Sean memory is. Literally, our first match together with a slap that could be heard around the world where I learned how to brawl for the very first time. She goes, RIP, bro, with a heart. And then she links on to uh, something on Instagram. Uh, followed up by uh, with regards to his tag team partner there, Matt Cash, uh, when the news broke, uh, basically he put up a picture on Twitter on June 23rd, and he goes, today I lost my best friend, my brother, my tag partner. He goes, Shawnee Mo, I love you, brother, and don't worry, I will be, I will keep doing fucked up shit just for you. He goes, rest in peace, brother. So uh, not exactly sure of how old he was, but I can't, I can't imagine he was, he was too old. Um, but yeah, cancer, you know, claims another life, unfortunately. So uh, rest in peace, Shawnee Mo, uh, Sean Morris, and, uh, uh, you know, God be with you. Um, from there, we're going to, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to announce this, um, Tonight we do have a special guest, and I will announce that probably in the next couple minutes or so. But I want to get through New Japan first before we uh, uh, start hyper you know, ventilating almost on this show, like we had done, I think, last episode. <laughs> kind of, uh, we we hit we hit a high mark pretty quick, and uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't say tempers flare, but emotions were high. But uh, anyways, uh, New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling New Japan Cup is taking place, um, so results as of this point so on the 24th which was yesterday uh ishimori beat kanemaru so he moves on uh togi makabe uh, uh i'm just going by the new japan website so because i thought i had this but uh, uh ishii beat uh, makabe so he advances uh then you get down to uh takahashi and he was being fueled by naito basically saying you know hey if you can't beat 
anybody in this tournament. If you can't win this tournament, then what's the uh, the junior heavyweight championship look like? Uh, but anyway, he ended up beating Yano, and then Okada beats uh, Nagata uh, to move on. And then coming up on July the 1st, you've got the other side of the bracket. So I believe the uh, uh, the right side of the bracket. And you got Kota Ibushi taking on Taichi, Sho versus Sanada, Hiroki Goto taking on Evil, and Yoshihashi taking on Bushi. Um, Steven, you've been following New Japan for wrestling at all. I know you've, you, when we're doing the tournament stuff and stuff, you, you relate to it, but uh, are you keeping up with what's going on right now? Yeah, I tend to watch in clusters. So, like, I'll watch everything from this week, this weekend, just because it comes on at, what is it, 5 or 6 a.m.? Yeah, so it's 6 a.m. over here in, in Canada, Eastern Time, so. I ain't waking up that early for any wrestling because so you, you, like you said, you have a tendency to binge watch though. Eh? Yeah. I'll watch all their shows this weekend. So by Monday I'm caught, like caught back up because Monday, Tuesday, depending on the week. Um, but it's too early in the morning. You think I'm a hateful person at night. You should see me first thing in the morning. It's, it's, it's an ugly thing. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I'm excited. I mean, it's pro wrestling. It's something that I can, watch and enjoy and not want to throw my TV out my window. So it is pro wrestling in a positive light right now because there is a lot of negative stuff happening here in North America. Um, two things. And that coming. What's that? And it keeps happening. More keeps coming out. Yeah. So we're going to get to that uh, momentarily here. But the first thing we're going to talk about is once again, hashtag speaking out. Uh, since we did the show and we only had done the show, I th- what, what was it, on Sunday? Is that Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday night. Yeah. So, yeah. So now it's Thursday, you know, where we do the show on a regular basis. But I'll tell you this uh, report bar wrestling closed amid Joey Ryan sexual assault allegations. Impact wrestling fires Joey Ryan. Dave Chris suspends Michael Logan. Sammy Guevara suspended from AEW following inappropriate comment. Uh, Dave Lagana released a statement denying sexual assault allegations. ROH launches an investigation into accusations made against talent. Uh, Mike Quackenbush closes Chikara, resigns as school's head trainer. And then I've got a statement by by somebody who who I love on the Ontario independent scene. Uh, you know, I've got two guys I love watching. One of them is Kevin Bennett. So we're... <laughs> Hi, thanks for coming back. Just so when that. when did I kick myself off? Uh, we heard uh, I have two Ontario favorites, Kevin Bennett and and then John. <laughs> I, I finished the sentence saying Tarek, but then you were just gone, and then I just started talking. So so okay, so so what I was gonna say is, is Tarek is not a big fan of of what's taken place. Um, so what happened basically? I had too many windows open, went and went up to find the article through the one window, and ended up cut myself off and I do that every now and then it's the the joys of of still learning this and the joys of, of live <laughs> feeds so if, if we ever get big enough you can put this in a you know a YouTube kind of uh, um, you know funny clip but it, it, in all seriousness the, the speaking out movement um, Tarek wasn't too happy with what's going on it, you know Ontario independent wise the Voros twins um, as of today uh, quit ECCW, uh, relinquished their tag team's titles uh, because something went down as far as ECCW went, as far as the ownership group went, and they weren't too happy about it. And they had made a public post on Twitter today stating that they're, they're done with the company over there in ECCW. So, um, Stephen, what are your thoughts on everything? Because you've got everything from NWA vice presidents all the way down to ROH head bookers to, um, you know, former Cruiserweight champions for the WWE to all the way down to the independent wrestling scene. I mean, what's what's your take on everything that's going on right now? Um, well, as you kicked yourself off, I was saying there's some that I think have been proven to be false. Um, 
I don't know if you ended up listening to the Jim Cornette podcast that we were talking about. I haven't had a chance yet, but I, I, I saw today, I guess apparently there's new allegations coming out against him. I didn't see that from uh, Kenny Bolin. I'm just going to check it out here. So if just, uh, I think it's the one Kenny Bolin and uh, Cornette uh, talks about that on the drive through that he dropped yesterday. Um, I'm very disappointed in some of the names. Some don't surprise me. I'm sorry. Some don't surprise me. Joey Ryan, that doesn't surprise me. And the more I read about it and the more I hear about it and the more I listen to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez that they're saying that there's um, more allegations, the people who are more known won't come out and talk about what Joey Ryan's done makes me want to throw up because thank God for the brave women who have come forward with the shit he's done. Um, but if Dave Al- or Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez says that there's people who are more famous, they say that we see them on national television every week and they have a story about Joey Ryan. That makes me sick to my stomach. Um, Dave, Chris, I heard he, uh, I read that he was thrown out of the locker room beforehand because when he broke Rich Swan's ankle in January and he wouldn't apologize. I mean, some of these people surprise me. I mean, some of the WWE guys really surprise me. Um, I'm surprised. I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised that there's not more, and this is going to sound really bad, and please let me still come back to Ontario Indie shows. I'm surprised there's not more Ontario Indie stuff that's come out. I'm not saying that there is. I'm just saying I'm surprised with everything going on that anything out there hasn't come out. Um, so do you think it's done yet or do you think it's going to get uh, even bigger? I think we've seen the surge. I think, think oh, well, Sean, thanks for stating the obvious. Um, that's what good co-hosts are for. Um, Sean, uh, for those listening to audio, Sean uh, Bates uh, just said Joey Ryan's an asshole. So that's what Stephen was referring to there. Um, and I don't want to say there is stuff in Ontario ending Indies because I, I don't know. But with it being so many big names and so many names out there, I mean, we only know about really the one Ontario issue that's happened, the Kyle Boone, Kong Kong. I'm surprised there's not more for Ontario or for independent wrestling and wrestlers that we would know. Yeah, I mean, it's, do you think of it this way? It'd be, it'd be very interesting to see if COVID hadn't taken place, what would have happened if regular wrestling shows were taking place and the allegations came out then. I, I think there would have been more of a, a war um, between fans, promotions, talent, I, I think it'd be uh, with 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 us not seeing wrestling um, for a while now, and I'm talking way back to February, March. I think if wrestling was normal right now, um, I think the allegations in this whole movement would be probably ten times worse. Uh, just because you agree, disagree? I think it'd be. I don't think it would have happened because people would be afraid of losing their spots. You think it's almost like a matter of too much time on the hands and, and you know, and, and 
I, I want to say this. I want to say, if you think of it from a perspective, when the allegations started to come out, Joey Ryan had become a mainstay on Impact Wrestling. You know what I mean? To the point he had his own uh, faction. Matt, R- uh, Matt Riddle was about to make his debut on SmackDown when his came out. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, is it, you know, men and women in the background who are seeing these guys making money, doing what they love, and it's almost like a sour taste watching it. You know what I mean? I, but it's been going on. How long has been Matt Riddle in our, or in uh, NXT? Maybe a year or so, or maybe a little bit more than a year. Has it been two? 20 So he's been making money since then. Joey Ryan, I hate him. Don't get me wrong. I think he's dumb. But he's been making money on that stupid dick flip for three, four, five years. Something stupid like that. So to me, I think if COVID doesn't happen, I don't think these stories – you might get one or two stories, but not like this where they've all come out. Yeah, Sean uh, Sean Bates feels that there's still more to uh, uh, to come. So um, I'll leave it at that because we're going to get into a little more discussion coming up uh, just a matter of moments here. So uh, tonight we've got a very special guest coming up from Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, and ironically enough, he's got the same last name as me, just different spelling. So uh, uh, Mike the Ref Maloney out of Edmonton, Alberta is going to be a guest in probably about uh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, so I'm just going to invite him on just momentarily here. But while we're doing that the, and we're running short on time, uh, the other major topic I want to get to, uh, just in case we don't have enough time uh, tonight, is COVID-19 and the effect it's still having on the WWE and AEW. I was explaining it to my wife today. The Britt Baker, Adam Cole, uh, Matt Cardona, uh, Chelsea Green, um, Renee Young, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley situation, where all of a sudden it's not one or the other. It's basically... It's a combined effort right now as far as who's, uh, you know, get uh, getting um, uh, COVID, who's exp- been exposed to COVID. It's affecting both promotions. And when I say that, so headlines uh, yesterday, multiple people in WWE test positive for COVID-19, uh, down to the natural nightmares of AEW Dynamite match due to precautions, down to John Moxley off tonight's AEW Dynamite as COVID-19 precaution. Then that's followed up by WWE's Renee Young test positive for COVID-19. So husband and wife right there and AEW champion and championship and fighter fest now in jeopardy because of, you know, who uh, Moxley's married to. Uh, like I said, Renee Young test positive and all of a sudden Adam Pierce and Kayla Braxton uh, down at the performance center as well, testing positive COVID-19. And the more uh, the more important thing about Kayla Braxton, apparently this is the second time that she's had it. She had it once back in March and now she's tested for it again. Um, so when I'm saying this, all of a sudden you see somebody like Renee Young who's hung out with Booker T. You know what I mean? John Moxley's hanging out with Renee Young. John Moxley's exposed to the AEW locker room. Renee Young's, expo- you know, so it's, it's almost hand in hand. Um, so, Stephen, I'll get your thoughts on this just while I invite uh, Mike to the show here. Um, what are your thoughts on COVID existing late June in, as far as the wrestling business goes? And at this point, with New Japan Pro Wrestling about to, uh, you know, have fans into the building, I think as soon as July 11th goes at one-third capacity. You as a wrestling fan, if you were booking this, would you say that's it? It's done. We're going to take a month off and, and see what happens. Or would you continue trying to do things the way you are with Vince McMahon and Tony Khan at the helm? I would have shut it down probably as soon as this all happened, especially WWE. They have so much in their tape library. They could have not run a show and you wouldn't even scratch the surface on all the tape library they have. Um, AEW probably could have 
got away with. Um, Sean posted a comment, Rene got COVID on purpose to take down the AEW champ. He goes, conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah, he tests Nada, but they ain't going to let him wrestle. There ain't a chance. He won't, he already said he's not going to a hotel room. He said that in an interview. He's going to stay with his wife because Renee's, I guess, she lost her uh, sense of smell and her sense of taste. So he's openly admitted he ain't going to a hotel room. He's staying with her. And they're supposed to be taping next Wednesday both episodes of Fighter Fest. How in your right mind, AEW or John Moxley, do you get in the ring that you come to Orlando? You can't. And I was, I was, like I said, I was explaining it to my wife today with regards to how do you go and do these shows and, and not expose these guys to it? You know what I mean? Um, and that was one of the things, too. I mean, I was, I was telling my wife, uh, when it comes down to wrestling, the fact is here you got this AEW champion and they're building towards this fighter Fest thing, right? And also, next thing you know, he's married to somebody who tests positive as far as the COVID thing goes. So does he go to the show, put the locker room at risk? Um, and then basically look like a jackass because the fact is with the internet, you know, existing the way it is nowadays, um, what do you do? Because he could be at the show in the middle of a live show as Jim Ross, I put it yesterday. And the next thing you know, what happens? Oh yeah. News breaks that Renee Young has tested positive for COVID and they would have done that. That's Vince McMahon would have done that just to you know, mess over friggin' WWE or sorry, mess over AEW. I'm not saying I wouldn't do that either, but that's just me. But, um, to me, there's no way that AEW in good conscience can put that world title match on. When you think a timeline, if you think if this thing was going live and it was, I think it's booked for night two, which means it would have been July the, I think eighth, right? Mm, yes. Yeah. So if you were to put that on live, it would be at just the cusp for him to basically be, you know, to self quarantine himself for 14 days. And the next thing you know, it's like, what happens? Don't they live in Arizona, right? Uh, that I don't know for sure. I want to say they lived in Arizona at one point. Um, I thought that's what they said on one of the buildups. But Arizona and Florida are seeing the, one of the highest spikes in cases. They're, oh, Las Vegas. Still not any better, I don't think. But I don't see, I mean, to myself, I'd be telling them, no, we'll come up with some sort of alternative, I don't know, put cage versus anyone for an interim world heavyweight champion. And then when Moxley can come back and it's safe, have a title versus title. I, there's got, I, I think it would be dumb if he wrestles. Yeah, so you know what? I got to agree with that. And when you think of one more comment I'm going to make before we bring our guest on here, um, the fact is, when it comes down to it, they had um, Impact Wrestling that took place on Tuesday night, so two days ago. And because of all the Jolie uh, Ryan allegations, they had to basically go and take the, you know the footage that they had and figure out how to how to put on a, a good show without you know Joey Ryan being part of it, and and, and probably Michael Elgin as well. You know what I mean? And the fact is, when it comes down to it, they, I guess, came about 30 minutes away from the show uh, airing. It was that close. It was like, it reminded me of the uh, Jericho cruise and having to take, 
you know, two different tapes, getting them over by helicopter just to make sure they made the yeah. air. You know what I mean? Obviously a lot worse, but guys, uh, I want to do a formal introduction for our, our guests tonight and uh, a couple of reasons why I want to have uh, this gentleman on the show. Number one. Uh, so I created this group on Facebook called Canadian Independent Wrestling and, and uh, Mike was one of those guys who was always kind of posting and, uh, you know, uh, his comments and, and uh, very knowledgeable in this and that. And then you all of a sudden you go on his Twitter and you read up about what he actually does. It's like, holy crap, like this guy is, uh, you know, basically media out there in uh, Alberta. Um, but uh, like I said, I'll do a formal introduction. So he is the owner of Backbreaker Media, video guy for Win Column Sports Network, play-by-play man for Force Pro Wrestling uh, out of Edmonton, Alberta. And like I said, his name I, apparently is Maloney, even though it's spelled completely different than, than mine. But uh, uh, nice to have him on the show here. So, Mike, I'm just going to bring you in. Mike, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great, guys. Yeah, it's a Ukrainian name. That's why the letters are all screwed up. So, but it is it is pr- pronounced Maloney, though? Eh? It is pronounced Maloney. Yep. So how is uh, how is the weather out there in uh, Alberta today? Uh, we're mid twenties right now. We're we're in a phase right now where it's warm during the day and it's getting so hot that we're getting thunderstorms every night. Oh so. wow. So with every with everything going on, uh, we'll touch base on, on COVID as well as speaking of, because I know you've been a little bit vocal on as far as your Twitter goes. Uh, but just uh, for fans here in Ontario, because I know you a little bit, uh, how did you? Uh, how long have you been a wrestling fan? Uh, been a wrestling fan all my life. Uh, about four years here. Um, don't want to give away the exact age, of course, but um, also uh, started getting into independent shows in 2013. Opened up my own uh, podcast show and network in 2015, uh, mainly because there wasn't enough coverage of the independent scene here in Alberta. Originally came in to uh, just covering the Edmonton show, started branching out from there. Started working with promotions uh, late 2015, early 2016. I've worked with, uh, actually we got five promotions currently running in Alberta, and I've worked at least a couple shows with all of them. So, um. 2018, I joined up with Spencer Love with the uh, Wincombe Sports Network. And some of the interviews that Spencer has gotten could absolutely blow you out of the water here. Um, Recently, just had Tyson Kidd, Chelsea Green, and a whole whack of uh, other interviews. Alexander Hammerstone from MLW, for example. And uh, right now, I'm currently working with uh, Force Pro Wrestling once we get out of this uh, COVID nightmare here. So you, you said five wrestling promotions. I think I might have all five, but I might be uh, might be if you on the on the on the fifth. Uh, so you got Force Pro Wrestling, of course. You got Monster Pro Wrestling. Uh, yes. Prairie Wrestling Alliance. Yep. Uh, Real Canadian Wrestling. Yep. And then the only one, other one I could think of was uh, Canadian Wrestling's Elite. Uh, CWE runs out of Winnipeg. They do come out here on their tours every four months. One of the gems in Alberta that a lot of people don't know about is actually the only product in Alberta right now that actually has their own TV program on local TV. And that's pure power wrestling out of Lethbridge in Southern Alberta. Yeah. Now, now I think of it. Yeah. PPW. Um, so I was curious about this. Your Twitter, ha- Twitter handles, Mike, the ref. So do you have referee experience? Depends what referee experience you're looking at here. Um, I'm actually originally from, uh, from the volleyball and soccer and basketball world. And I used to be a referee assigner in, in Edmonton here. And I had to come up with an email to this, to have everybody get a hold of me. Well, trying to spell my last name, obviously isn't exactly the easiest thing in the world. So what easier way to uh, set up an email than Mike, the ref at, 
So, and then it just stuck as I moved over to the uh, wrestling world. Yeah, it was, um, I had to listen to an, an interview or a conversation that you're doing with Spencer Love to find out the, the proper pronunciation. I was like, okay, wait a second. So I, then I had to listen to another one. I was like, oh, right, well, that has to be it. So. Well, what are, what are the biggest jokes here in Alberta is everybody Jericho-ing my name, so. That's funny. Um, so you as, as a wrestling fan, say, for example, somebody here in Ontario or across Canada or around the world wants to uh, see independent content there in Alberta, um, pick up on it, become a fan of a promotion or uh, just any of the talent out there. What are you going to recommend as far as YouTube or, you know, uh, any uh, series of matches go? Well, I know personally I have a bunch on our YouTube channel, uh, Backbreaker Media, uh, as well as every Saturday night I'm trying to stream some retro shows. Currently, uh, the Pro Prairie Wrestling Alliance is doing a semi-weekly uh, production of whether it be current or past shows. Uh, we do have a pivot share account that we have set up for uh, Force Pro Wrestling. Uh, right now, I've personally decided to move everything over to YouTube because with COVID right now, so many people out of work, they don't need to be spending money on watching wrestling. Watch what good wrestling we have. But I do have a recommendation for you guys. If you want to get immersed in what Alberta wrestling can be right off the top, there was one show this past December that was trending throughout Canada on Twitter, and that was the clandestine society we had back in December. If you look that up on YouTube, it comes up. It's a four-and-a-half-hour show, but it's four-and-a-half hours of absolute spectacularness. So i, I got to ask you a question. Do you know the name Dylan Featherstone? Oh yes, he's in the chat room. Uh, okay, Mr. okay. So he... it... <laughs> I'm, ahead, I, was just, I was just gonna say, because I, I, the name is new to me, but he, this is one of his comments here. He goes "diddle on a pole with a winky face." Does that mean anything to you? Well, at the when you load up this uh, clandestine show, there's a little bit of everything for everybody. The main event was a death match with three people in it. Uh, Evan Adams from Ontario. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him at all. Uh, we also had an incredible women's match involving Nicole Matthews taking on Zoe Sager, one of our top women stars in Alberta. Uh, we had Artemis Spencer in there with a triple threat match. But we also had a little bit of comedy with um, Mike McSugar, one of our talents out of Saskatchewan, who has a very, well, let's just say Pride Month is his favorite month here for lifestyle. And Dylan Stone, uh, a.k.a. Dylan Featherstone, his work name is Dylan Stone, where we had a dildo on a pole match. Where the dildo was up on the pole, first man up there gets a chance to use it. And unfortunately, well, you'll have to see the match to see who really suffers because of it. So was it up there with the uh, Judy Badwell on a, on a uh, what was on the top rope match? Or was it uh, better than that, maybe? The one thing I'll say about this is going into it, I'm just, I was shaking my head. I'm like, what in the world is this going to be? It's going to be a complete joke. These two guys made it entertaining without being a joke. It is that everybody was laughing at the crowd, but they actually got behind it because there was a story behind it. The guys did their roles really well. And in the end, it didn't look like a gimmick match. It looked like two guys that were just having fun in the ring. So I, I got to ask you this because it's here in Ontario. I tell you this, we probably have 30 different promotions running all across Ontario. Uh, some of them are competitive. A lot of them do get along. 
Uh, what is it like there in Alberta as far as independent wrestling goes? Like, are they kind of, do they try to book shows on the same dates or are they, are they pretty friendly with each other? One of the biggest contentions I have, and actually it could be a positive, could be a negative, depending on, uh, we do have promotions running on the same nights. Uh, we, in Edmonton uh, and Calgary, we, the promotions sort of have like a, I don't know whether it's a hard and fast rule or just a general guideline or whatever you want to call it, that if talent in town works for promotion A, you can't work for promotion B. That once you move outside of boundaries where uh, talent do- or shows aren't regularly run, you could work for another promotion. But if you're in a certain town, you have to work that promotion. I'm not a fan of it. In terms of running shows, well, there's one company that has just announced last week, RCW, that they're going to be running shows every Saturday night now in Edmonton. So they, they've they decided to uh, bump things up. And you know what? There's good to it and there's bad to it. Good in the fact that there's wrestling every week. Bad as in everybody else has to try to jockey for fans in that case. So. All right. So two big heavy topics we're going to talk about is number one that you kind of mentioned it um, with RCW running Saturday night shows uh, once again. Um, take us through COVID-19 as the effect it had on uh, the Alberta independent wrestling scene. Uh, I say that on Ontario because the fact is when they announced the NBA was going on hiatus and everything just kind of went downhill from there. Um, you know, it was wrestling event after wrestling event, uh, company after company here in Ontario, you know, having to say, hey, sorry, we can't do this anymore. Um, then next thing you know, Danny Warren, uh, you know, hotshot Danny Duggan starts running shows again in Winnipeg. At least that, he did that one show, you know. Next thing I know, RCW was running two shows. Apparently they had one, what was it, last weekend, and they got another one booked for this weekend. And I was like, wait a second, what is so different about Alberta uh, then Ontario, as far as running shows go. And I know uh, Danny Warren had, I think, 100 people at his show. That was, uh, I haven't seen more reports about it, but take us through the whole COVID-19 matter from being shut down to coming back to life, uh, you being heavily involved in the independent scene. Uh, what's it meant to you and and, and how have you, uh, you know, uh, been taken aback by it as a, as a wrestling fan? Well, out here in Alberta, things were really starting to ramp up here Uh Force Pro Wrestling, uh, as I mentioned, I'm a part of, just started back up in November, and uh, we just went through our show. We're, we're in the process of moving venues, uh, just about to set up the next show. Uh, RCW is running strong, two to three shows a week in different communities. Uh, you got PWA, who in, I believe it was 11 days after, they, after the government said to shut it down, we were going to have... Um, uh, Sean Spears against Luchasaurus in our in one of our semi-main events at our at the PWA anniversary show. Uh, but ironically enough, on St. Patrick's Day, you know the busiest drinking day of the year, uh, all the bars got shut down, all the public uh, facilities got shut down, and whatnot. And we basically went on to a complete hiatus for the better part of two months. Uh, fast forward now, Alberta has been. Outside of the Maritimes, Alberta's been one of the fastest growing uh, in terms of recovering their economy compared to what Ontario is. Uh, everybody's talking about these phases. Uh, as of, I do believe it was the beginning of June, somewhere around June 9th or so, we actually 
went into phase two and half of phase three, which allowed you to have 50 people at indoor events and 100 people at outdoor events. So RCW decided that that was enough to get shows going. And somehow I do believe he there was a note there about having 100 tickets available for the show. I can't confirm or deny I wasn't at the show personally how many people were there. So, But they opened up last last Saturday, and they made the announcement that they're going to be going weekly here uh, throughout Edmonton. They're having their first show in Calgary coming up this Friday. And then as well, Pure Power Wrestling's having their first show. It's going to be an outdoor show outside their training center uh, this Saturday as well. So with you being a play-by-play man for Force Pro, um, what's on the agenda for, for you guys? Is it Are you going to follow suit as far as indoor outdoor goes, or are you going to wait and see what happens? Well, right now we can all, we're limited to 100 people, and uh, dealing with the certain economics and whatnot, it, talking to the promoter today, he really wants to get back at it, but right now, unfortunately, 100 people just isn't viable to pay your talents what they're really worth. I, at least that's my opinion personally, uh, depending on the size of the show that you're going to run. Uh, so, oh, there you go. In, indoor stick. Dylan working there, seated events allowed 100, standing events only allowed 50. So Dylan's right on the ball on that there. So you're allowed 100 people, but personally, you'd have to either charge too much or you need a lot more people in order to make it financially viable. To... Some, some people willing to take less to work, and I give them credit for that. But uh, right now, I think that's pretty much where everybody's at right now. They're in a standing standing position where they're going to wait and see what happens here. Because we're actually very close to opening a little bit more here. Our cases, while they have escalated a little bit, they are on the lower scale compared to everybody else. So so how has uh, how has, uh, t- uh, talent and fans been out there as far as their, their mindsets go, uh, like getting, getting through this? I mean, obviously here in Ontario, you hear about the, the independent workers and, you know, they're kind of out of work and they have to they work their real jobs and this and that. But um it's it's been frustrating. It's been stressful. Um, how's the how the guys been out there as far as the, your talent base goes? Everybody's just trying to get their work in. That's basically all you could do right now. There there hasn't been a real frustration per se. Now that we have our uh, wrestling academies able to open up now, thanks to uh, the phase two, phase three opening here, uh, Top Talent Wrestling Academy in Edmonton, Workhorse uh, Wrestling Academy in Calgary. Uh, the PPW and Lethbridge, uh, they've been able to open up already and have limited access and uh, in moving around to the ring. That's getting your work in, getting things ready to go. And as far as I'm concerned, everybody's just handling it about as good as they can right now. So the other big thing that's going on right now, and, and uh, you know, I think it's only been going on for a matter of a week or so, is the speaking out movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been all over the internet. I mean, it blew up uh, with regards to um, uh, who's the the one guy from the UK there, uh, David Starr, I believe his name. David Starr, yeah. He- yeah, that's the first thing I saw, and just it seems like day after day something else has t- taken place. And as I was telling Stephen earlier, it's it's all the way through to you know uh, VPs of NWA as well as head bookers of ROH and this and that. Um, I read today with regards to the independent scene, which is close to you guys over in, in uh, BC. There, the Voros twins, who have been you know uh, uh, 
uh, I shouldn't say sidekicks, but they've been on Monday Night Raw as far as I think it was No Way Jose's uh, you know gimmick there. But uh, their ECW uh, uh, tag team champions, they relinquished them, said they're done with the promotion. Um, I haven't really seen a lot of news as far as Alberta goes. Is it um, is it big out there as far as the independent scene goes? Well, as far as I'm concerned, I I don't know what to make of it right now in terms of what's happening in Alberta. But to follow up on the ECCW side, uh, the indications are is that the uh, the complaint is against one of the owners or former owners of ECCW. So uh, the heavyweight champion Travis Williams, as well as many other talent, Ravidus Randy Myers, uh, they have all decided to remove themselves from the promotion. Uh, there's a there's a lot of talent that have come out and said plain old, look, this is garbage. You guys know it's garbage. And the problem was for most of these guys, if you go onto the ECCW Twitter page, uh, they put an announcement that basically just, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but it just basically covered, we want to make this a safe atmosphere. They didn't say they were going to take any action or anything. The the man that was questioned has resigned his position, but at the same time, you got to make a stance towards it if you're a promotion. So let me ask you this: Force Pro Wrestling allegations come towards you guys or anybody close to you guys? How? What do you do yourself in a situation like that? Do you wait and see what happens? Do you step back immediately? Um, cause I mean, you guys have a, a, you know, from my understanding, you guys have a huge thing out there as far as, uh, the wind column sports network goes and Spencer love landing the interviews that he has, uh, so, you know, a big reputation. Um, do you put that reputation on the line, you know, as far as everything you've built so far, um, to take a chance with the promotion that may be shady? Well, right now we're lucky enough. We haven't had to deal with that. Uh, we have had some interviews and whatnot, like, uh, Spencer had, uh, interview with Mike Quackenbush as well as Joey Ryan. Both both of those have been uh, taken out of our system here as well. Uh, I had some video of a time where uh, Lil Blay, I believe is his name, he worked in Ontario as well as the Maritimes. He was one of the accused in here as well, and we've removed all our video from that. Personally, as as uh, Wincom Sports Network, if there's an allegation, uh, we basically suspend our operations involved with that person. If it involves a, if it involves a promotion, we uh, we're gonna have to sit back with a promoter and say, "Look, you gotta you gotta have this guy removed, or we're not gonna work for you right now." Uh, but at the same time, with me saying that, we need to all take a step back and just look at what's happening, like. Everybody jumps to conclusions, automatic guilty, automatic innocent. It's not our job to judge that, personally. We're here to let, let, let everybody involved have a say in it, and then we can make up our minds. So if you were to take yourself back just as a wrestling fan without anything that you do on top of that, would you attend a show that has somebody who was on that list on that? No. I've, I've, I'll make that clear. I, If there's somebody on the list and they've already – either by lack of statement or admit admission unless there's been something to prove to me that there's been some kind of reconciliation or uh rehabilitation no i will i wouldn't show up 
All right, I'm gonna. Uh, so it is Mike the Ref Maloney. Um, you could also put it in the middle there, the marathon man. Well, when I was on your Twitch earlier today, I was like, "Holy crap! How does he do like four hour friggin' uh, tournament?" All right, All right. <laughs> let let's put it this way. I, I'm there. I'm playing NHL 20, and I'm just about to become an affiliate. I'm like just a hair below what it needs to be in terms of average viewers. So to, to newbies like me who are just learning Twitch, what does that mean to be an affiliate over there? Well, essentially, you once you have enough views and enough airtime, you can uh, start running ads. People can subscribe to your channel. You can have subscribe-only uh, streams. And most importantly, you can make money out of it. So it, it's kind of a win-win. You get to basically talk about sports or play sports, and and you end up making money in the in the end, eh? Like personally, when I sit on there, I I usually am chatting about wrestling or whatever comes up to everybody's mind here. But uh, uh, we, that night, every everybody just kept coming in, and I had like 10, 12, 14. The numbers kept going up, so I'm like, well, to hell with it. I'll stick around and I'll play a little bit more. So. So is it something that you still enjoy, though? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we mix it up. Uh, myself, personally, Monday night, we I got a whole bunch of old Xbox, Xbox 360 games. This month, we're doing NFL Blitz 2002. I'm getting absolutely smoked every time I'm playing right now. Wednesday, since uh, Sportsnet won't do Wednesday Night Hockey, I am. Thursday, we typically try to do some kind of interview or whatnot, just like you guys are doing tonight. Uh, usually a hookup with the uh, Wig Call Sports Network, and we do it on all three, all three forces of media. And then Saturday, I try to stream uh, some retro wrestling. So content just kind of all over the place. Well, got, got to switch it up a little bit, you know. Everybody gets bored of me watch, watching me play hockey all the time. So. All right. What's uh, what's the one thing you're looking forward to most when Force Pro Wrestling comes back? Uh, just getting back in there and college shows like. If, if you saw my Twitter earlier, uh, Portia Perez came up with a great idea of um, for anybody that's had commentary screwed up due to uh, degrading commentary and whatnot, uh, she's willing to redo all the commentary for them. And I offered my hat into that as well. So it, it just calling matches, trying to make everybody else look good. That's that's what I enjoy the most. Yeah, can't wait. It's 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 like I said, it's been interesting here in Ontario to see. Uh, the Alberta, the Alberta scene uh, being lit up again. So it's uh, I, I didn't know that about the RCW booking Saturday nights. So it, they'll be interesting. They they just announced that on uh, Twitter right after their last show, and uh, I do believe there's a possibility they might be doing Calgary on Fridays nonstop. But nothing's been confirmed yet. I know that they were trying to do that last year, but uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens there. They might announce something after their show this Friday, but. Nothing guaranteed, of course. If uh, if there is some guaranteed, I'm sure Dylan will be popping up in the chat room right in about 10 seconds here to let us know. Nice. Well, <laughs> while, while that's happening, uh, give us some social media plugs how people can find you uh, when, uh, you know, uh, call them Sports Network as well as anything that's uh, going on between you and Spencer. Well, our main address is uh, wincolumsports.ca for all your news, views, and previews of uh, everything in the Edmonton and North American pro wrestling scene. Uh, we got podcasts, we got articles, uh, we got videos. Uh, you can catch up uh, Backbreaker Media on YouTube. Uh, 
right after I'm done here, about 15 minutes later, I'm going to be going on Twitch. So if anybody, oh, there's Dylan right there every two weeks in Calgary so far. So uh, th that's where we're at there. Uh, if about 15 minutes, I'm going to hop on my Twitch channel, uh, Backbreaker Media, throw up a little bit of NHL. I missed out on yesterday. Uh, if you need to get a hold of me on uh, Twitter, it's Mike the Ref, all one word. If you want to get a hold of the company, it's Backbreaker Medi because we're Canadian, so we don't need the A on the end. At the fact, uh, we're only allowed 15 characters, so uh, be as it may. And other than that, it's been a pleasure being on here, guys. Yeah, thanks for thanks for the update. It's uh, been absolutely an honor having you on here. And hopefully, um, once uh, we see Ontario and Alberta uh, come back to life, uh, you know, almost fully, we'll have you back on the show just to have give us an idea of how things are really are going out there. Absolutely, and like I said, until uh, until this COVID nightmare is over here, uh, all our videos, of past shows are going to be up on YouTube for free of charge. So nice to hear. All right, Mike, thanks a lot, and we'll see you again. Okay. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. That was Mike B. Rath Maloney. Different, uh, like I said, spelling of the very last name. But uh, thanks, uh, you know, thanks a lot, Mike. It's been a pleasure and honor. It's uh, interesting to actually hear with regards to, um, you know, a different, uh, uh, just multitasking here, a uh, different province as far as what's going on in this and that. But um, it, you can read everything. You can see it on Twitter. You can see it on social media. But the fact is, when it comes down to it, it's like, uh, what is really going on? How do fans, how do promoters, how do play-by-play men, how do they react to what's going on the same way we do? You know, um, myself, Steve, and Sean, we've talked about it multiple times with regards to COVID-19. I, I will tell you this. I'm pretty sure I suspected that I had COVID back in March. If you go back and read my timeline with regards to the, you know, the show, I think that took, I think, almost two weeks uh, to go, I think, in between episode 12 and 13. Um, I had every symptom going on with the exception of the, of the loss of smell. Uh, but I couldn't keep my energy for more than probably an hour at a time. And it, it was tough. But uh, you know what? You get through it. But then you see stuff like Caleb Braxton, who, like I said, uh, you know, has got it for the second time. So um, it's, it's tough. Uh, Steven, um, thoughts on this? And I don't know if I asked you last week or not, but thoughts on whether or not you would go to a show that had somebody that was on that list as far as the speaking out movement goes? No. Not a chance. Won't put give them my money. I won't give the promoter my money. If they're on the list and it's proven they didn't do what the accusations are are false, different story. But if it is proven true, not a chance. Won't give you my money. And if I if I happen to be there and you're surprised, I'd be the type of idiot that will go at you because there's no place in society for what pe these people have been accused of yeah 100 percent agree with that um last little bit of uh, topics here before we're going into uh, some fantasy warfare talk uh so some of the other topics we we're going to talk about tonight but didn't have a chance edge to give an update on his future on wwe raw um obviously he did uh, I felt like it was one of the best promos I've seen in a long time. Like he was like, holy shit edge, you know, um, FS one suspends weekly production of WWE backstage, Deanna Perrazzo to challenge for the knockouts had a slam anniversary, uh, whether or not that's too soon, who knows? Um, like I said, is that pre-taped or is like, that's, that was my question. Is it already taped or is it 
are they bringing their talent back in for that? That I don't know for sure, but they had, so when they impactwrestling.com they had put out the results of this past Tuesday's show. Immediately following up was the uh, Diana Perazzo thing, challenging for the title. I don't know if it's been taped or not. I try to tend to stay away from that stuff because I like to watch wrestling for what it is right now. Um, but whether or not that takes place, we'll have to wait and see. My my point uh, with that though is whether or not it's too soon. Um, you know, is it's is it to me as a wrestling fan? Is it because they have nobody else to challenge? Um, you know, and it, it they're still building people, but I don't know if I, I'd put it on her this soon. And especially with somebody like Jordan Grace, I'd I'd keep it on Grace. You know what I mean? Uh, we had talked about this week's episode of Impact Wrestling almost make not making the air. That was all because of you know this speaking up movement taking place. Sarah Logan stepped away from wrestling for the foreseeable future. That surprised me. Uh, former teenage knockout Taylor Wilde started a new podcast called Wild On, so she's doing that on Wednesdays. And then um, you go from Ricky Starks last week into NWA television champion Zicky Dice granted his release from NWA today. So NWA is losing people left and right. They lost Starks. They lost, obviously, David, uh, David Lagana to the allegations. And now all of a sudden, Zicky Dice um, granted his release. And the, the backstory to that is... Apparently, uh, William Patrick Corgan, Billy Corgan, stated that he doesn't want to see anybody part of the promotion that isn't 100%, you know, fully ready, willing, and able to kind of uh, make that promotion something huge. Um, Stephen, any thoughts on what I mentioned as far as uh, those topics go? I mean, I, it's too soon for Deanna Perrazzo to challenge for the Impact Knockouts title. I mean, she's had, what, one match? Maybe one or two Im- it's too soon. They have other talent they could have put on um, to face Jordan Grace. But, I mean, I'm interested to kind of see what Impact does with their main event because Michael Elgin's supposed to be in that. So I don't expect him to be in that. Um, I mean, I I didn't re- find out about Ziggy Dice yet. That's news to me. I mean, I thought, I read, NWA was going to do a TV taping shortly with no fans, but that's been placed on hold because of Logano being gone and all the changes that are coming in their management structure. Um, Sarah Logan, unfortunately, after the Riot Squad, there wasn't, she didn't really do much, even in the Riot Squad, but at least she was progressing, but... It's also one of those things too. Like, what do you do? The Riot Squad ends. What do you, you make her a sidekick of her husband? You know, it's uh, it's. They started to though, and then. Yeah, apparently they have a family business, some kind of family farm or something like that that's keeping her busy. So that's, I mean, I mean, it, and it's always good to take a mental health break sometimes. Um, AEW six thirty three this week versus NXT seven eighty six. NXT completely kicked the crap out of them this week. So main event, <laughs> main event for uh, NXT was. Uh, 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 Keith Lee taking on Finn Balor, taking on Johnny Gargano f- uh, for the North American Championship. Winner to go on to face Adam Cole in a winner-takes-all match in two weeks. Uh, so Keith Lee against uh, Adam Cole coming up. Um, and then main event for AEW was, uh, you know, match-wise, uh, Matt Hardy taking on uh, Santana. Uh, and then the Jericho-Cassidy segments. Um, but uh, like I said, 786 to 633. It's like 150,000 people difference between the two where lately they've been neck and neck. And a lot of times so with regards to NASCAR, they've been taking hits, but NXT completely blew them out of the water this week. Uh, the other thing about that is AEW announces Fighter Fest lineups for both nights. So that's uh, coming up July 1st, Canada Day, as well as July the 8th. 
And then Great American Bash, amazingly enough, is coming back as well to counteract, yeah, two weeks of Great American Bash to counteract uh, AEW Fighter Fest. And with with regards to John Moxley being in jeopardy right now, is you think the rating's going to go even sky high for this? Because I tell you this, of the, of the three guys that were in that main, so that main event for NXT yesterday, uh, Keith Lee, Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, the one guy I want to see win and fight, and fight Adam Cole champion for his champion was uh, Keith Lee. Um, are you excited at all with anything that's been announced? So you've got on one side of the field, July 8th, if it takes place, Moxley taking on Brian Cage. The other side of the field, you have Keith Lee, Adam Cole, champion versus champion. I suspect Keith Lee takes them both, and all of a sudden it's Adam Cole's swan song, whether or not he moves up to the main roster or whether or not he disappears because his contract's expired. But um, with regards to Fighter Fest, Great American Bash, and the ratings this week, uh, what are you looking forward to the most, and what, what are your thoughts on the ratings? I'm looking forward to Adam Cole, Keith Lee. I don't expect a clean finish. I expect there to be something. Uh, I hope Adam Cole doesn't leave um, WWE in NXT or main roster to go to AEW. I know his fiance is over there, but I, I just... <sighs> It will hurt me. But that, I think, is going to kick the shit out of John Moxley, Brian Cage, regardless. I mean, I like that WWE just announced today that Great American Bash is now going to be two weeks, the first and the eighth. I don't know why anyone would be surprised. But, I mean, Fighter Fest, I, I don't know what your thoughts, but I, I don't. I'm not impressed by it. Though, I, I tell you this. So, from what I remember at AEW last night, the biggest thing that excited me was uh, Pentagon Jr. coming back. So you get Lucha Brothers, you know, back into the equation. Um, it makes the tag team division that much better. But the fact is, it's what you had said about Kenny Omega being a shell of himself. Penta's almost that same thing. Penta should be one of those guys, should be main event level. Phoenix is great, but separate the tag team. Same way as Hangman and, and, and uh, fucking... Um, uh, Omega, separate the tag team and and see and and what's happening right now is all of a sudden when you watch a new J uh, new Japan Cup, I'm reminded of Omega. We talking about the fantasy warfare stuff. I'm reminded of Omega, not this guy in AEW, but Kenny O, you know Kenny Omega, and the fact is what he accomplished on his own. Fact is we don't know, um, you know why they've done what they've done and why it's taken so long to break these two up because they had teased it a couple months ago. But the fact is. Omega is a shell of himself. And I mean, like I said, Pentagon Jr. the same sort of way. So main event picture, and you're seeing this. This is this is their brand. This is what it is to AEW, is what you're seeing on Wednesday nights. NXT can draw anybody from the main roster to bring down if they wanted to, you know what I mean? Um do you I, think do you sorry, think that, that, that what, tag? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Are they fucking oh Jesus? Oh Lord help me. They have Four good tag teams, and that's oh, fuck me. So I'll, I'll leave it at this before we go into fantasy warfare. If you had two guys to pick with, uh, to pick from as far as AEW goes um, to lead that roster to be like the John Cena and Randy Orton, so to speak, or the Stone Cold and the Rock, who would those two guys be? I'm gonna pick four because there's a tag team, and then there's. Two singles wrestlers, tag team FTR. To me, they are what tag team wrestling should be. 
they could build an amazing tag division and AEW around them with all the tag teams around them. Um, singles. This is going to hurt my feelings. Japan, Kenny Omega. Not the horseshit that they're doing now, but the cleaner. And MJF. See, MJF I can see as well. I'll tell you this. I, I got the... And, and it's funny because some of these guys that you see and all of a sudden they become superstars. I've seen two guys, Smash Wrestling presented, that I was absolutely amazed for when all of a sudden I look back. I was like, holy shit, I saw both those guys. One guy was Jay White, and the I got to see him against Tyson Dukes and the accomplishments that he's done with New Japan Pro Wrestling and the Bullet Clubs. I'm like, holy shit, why did I get to meet that guy, get his autograph, whatever the case may be. The other guy, hold on, the other guy before I forget was fucking MJF at the CZW show. And I was there, and my wife was right there beside me. I think we're first. I think we're front row. Uh, I think Jake from Comic Con actually got us the tickets, and we're sitting there. And my wife doesn't know a damn thing about independent wrestling. I'm like, you know what? Just take her for what it is. And you know, um, you know, I, I Psycho Mike was on the card, and I was like, okay, she's gonna have a good time because he's you know a comedy wrestler, but he he's still a good trained wrestler. Um, the but the other aspect is like, holy shit, I got to see MJF. You know, what I mean, and to see him as big as he is now. And it's it's absolutely amazing, and and some of these guys that you see you don't expect. Like I probably heard of MJF probably two days before the event when I went. I was like, oh, who is this guy, and what do I need to know about him? And all of a sudden I go and it's like, okay, nothing fancy, just wearing a scarf and fighting Cody Deaner. You know what I mean? But the fact is, it's like, holy shit, I got to see him. Same way Jay White and 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 uh, uh, you know uh, New Japan for wrestling, everything else. But it's uh, absolutely amazing sometimes what you see on the independent scene. Um, we're gonna do this. Watch, well. Sorry, watch. Jay White versus Kevin Bennett. Is that was that the one the night before? Yeah, the, Scott Hunter did it with Kevin Bennett, the watch along. Yeah, but there was was, was so he, when they usually double book as far as Smash Wrestling goes. Yeah, the, the Sunday show they'll do here, and then the Saturday show they'll they'll double book. So which means uh, Orange Cassie, I get to see him in a three way here. But I apparently had fought. <laughs> I'm a fan of Orange Cassie, but apparently he had fought Psycho Mike Rollins in Toronto the night before. So I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering if the Jay White thing was the same weekend. Yeah, it was in Toronto. Um, I've seen at Smash the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes. John yeah, the, the Young Bucks thing killed me when I saw when I went back and there was a Smash thing, and also I was like, "What the?" F-? And the Young Bucks were part of this. I was like, "My God!" But I only became a, a fan of Smash Wrestling. I think it was 2017 or 18. And first show I saw was at Fanshawe College, and it was a. Uh, yeah, Tyson Dukes was champ, but it was uh, – and then when all of a sudden you realize all the history behind Smash Wrestling and all the guys that they have brought in, I was like, oh, my God, this is absolutely nuts. But um, we'll do this first before we talk about Fantasy Warfare. Here you go, Sean. Um, and if you look behind me, I've got your poster uh, in a good frame now. So um, it's – uh, your microphone. What's that? The poster is blocked by your microphone. No, I'm not going to move the microphone to friggin' show the poster in full. If you want to see the poster in full, buy it. It's 15 bucks. <laughs> Anyways, your microphone's in the way. You can see the top of it. I guarantee if I go to reach anything off that shelf, I'm going to knock shit over. So I'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, scumbags are wrestling. Uh, hashtag we are scumbags. Uh, so facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash scumbags are wrestling. I want to see the drive for 500 So because I know we're close. So if you're watching this, you know, like the channel, like the uh, the page itself. Uh, it's Sean's baby. He does a really good job with it. Um, uh, you know, he's uh, he's got his podcast that goes along with it, hand in hand. But uh, uh, as far as Sean goes, uh, probably nothing new except for the fact he's got episode one 
something coming out <laughs> probably this Saturday or Sunday, so we'll have to wait and see. But that is Sean's baby. The scumbags are wrestling there. Um, I will do mine here as well. So CWN, uh, hashtag CWN online, uh, website CWNonline.ca. You'll see Sean's stuff on, on my website. You'll see anything that has to do with independent wrestling, uh, pro news, everything that's going on with the uh, speaking out movement right now. Um, you know, it's uh, my way of giving back to the wrestling community. Uh, I am only a one-man show, so <laughs> that's why I mostly aggregate all the stuff I see. But if I had the time to do it, I'd be uh, putting a lot more work into it. But I started to think about doing reviews, so that might be a new thing on my website there. But the thing that everyone is doing right now, as far as this show goes, uh, is this here. Why don't I? I've only got the one. Oh, wait, oh, hold on. Oh, there we go. <laughs> a fantasy warfare tournament. So, hashtag FWT on TNT. Greatest world champions. We are into the East bracket as far as next Wednesday's show goes. So, guys, you can see that. I'm going to do this plug and I'll, I'll talk to uh, Stephen here in a minute. Um, but uh, every Wednesday, uh, 6 p.m. on YouTube, you'll see the premiere. Uh, usually we'll do the show either the night before or two nights before. Uh, uh, right now we have a, a tendency to do either five or three. Uh, we are halfway through, so the uh, the uh, final four will be July, the, I think it's the ninth. Maybe the ninth here. Two, yeah, two weeks from tonight, you'll see the final four take place. Um, I'll give you this. So Chris Jericho has advanced. Ric Flair has advanced. Uh, oh, you, I had something. Hold on. Oh, you don't got to play that stupid music again, are you? <laughs> yep, yeah, there we go. Wow, that was expected. So anyway, guys, so it came down to Omega versus Ric Flair in the finals, I believe. And obviously, I'm going to vote Omega, uh, you know, And but the problem is I, I get voted out. So there was no Omega music. But, uh, yeah, Ric Flair advances to take on Chris Jericho in, the, in basically the semifinals on the live show on July 9th. Next one coming up has got some huge matchups. I think The Rock versus Okada is one of them. Um, you're a week, uh, you're a week ahead. Was that four? Is that the West? Hold on. Yeah. North, South, East, West. So East is next. West is last. Yeah. Okada rock is the West. West. So I might have to call a sickie for that show because that's two of my favorite wrestlers right there. But, uh, let me ask you this. How you been enjoying it so far? I love it. I mean, I think, I hope everyone enjoyed the episode last night. I think it was probably a lot more, it was definitely a lot more heated, um, then episode one, um, probably just because Kenny Omega was in it. And um, I mean, Omega Savage at one point, I thought you and Sean were going to, your heads were going to blow off because I had the only vote because you both. Um, but I mean, I think this week's bracket, I'm looking at it right now. is very interesting. I'm quite excited to see um how some of these are going to play out it's not as big as the other three there's probably but i mean there's some interesting matchups yeah i tell you this so so south bracket you had john cena randy orton hulk hogan rick flair kenny omega all in that same bracket it well, was absolutely randy savage because and savage well, as well yeah lord knows sean will <laughs> in a second and have a nervous breakdown so absolutely insane, but yeah, it's, um, you know what? It's I, I love doing it because it's it. You know, when I when I do TNT right here, it's uh, a little bit more serious. I try to get through the news and and kind of do an interview and everything else. Um, I've got somebody planned for next week because next week for TNT is episode number twenty five. So we are we are officially 
25 episodes in, so I'm going to have a special episode. I might do a new intro and everything else. Uh, officially add somebody to the uh, the website as far as being an uh, official co-host goes. <laughs> I've only asked him for the info twice, but uh, yeah. And, and, then, and then the you, first time was like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, I've been busy. And then you got Fantasy Warfare Tournament. I've been having fun doing. I don't mind producing either. So it's, um, you know, I almost did that uh, on the last show, just sit back and, and you know, take charge and things but jones had done it himself and he was like you know what he's he's going to do it himself so he's um it was kind of cool because we'd have him in the intermissions and he'd talk about what he would have done and and he'd give us stats throughout the show and this and that so it is good i think next uh week's episode i think with just the five of us again i think myself steven sean jones and then clarence i think it's going to be part of it again so clarence do some of uh, midwestern wrestling uh so we'll kind of go from there but um, yeah, that is Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Again, this has been episode number 24 of TNT, uh, Thursday Night Throwdown. Guys, if you've been listening or watching, thank you very much. Uh, thanks again to Mr. Mike the Ref Maloney out of Edmonton, Alberta there. He's been <laughs> still in queue waving at us, but uh, he was a great guest. Um, uh, we'll have to do a follow-up with him in about a month or so to see how everything's going. Uh, guys, I just want to leave everybody with this because, again, like I had started the show, uh, just going to end the show with it. Um, you know, it's it's been a tough year as far as COVID goes. It's been a tough year as far as, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, wrestling itself with speaking out and everything else. Sorry, I'm just multitasking here. Uh, but when it comes down to it, it's it's when somebody loses their life, especially to cancer and this and that, it's, it's unfortunate and it's amazing you know, how hard it hits because like I said, June 23rd of last year, I'd seen this guy wrestle at Montcalm secondary school. And then June 23rd of this year, he ends up passing away to cancer. And when I saw him in the ring that night, I, you, you could have told me that a year from now he's going to end up passing away. So uh, unfortunate news. So guys, I'm just going to take a moment of silence here just as we end the show just to uh, uh, thoughts and prayers with uh, Sean Morris, uh, obviously with, um, you know, his, uh, his tag team partners there, Matt Cash and Jesse Mack. Uh, you know, otherwise known as the White Trash uh, Circus. But uh, Stephen, thanks for doing the show. Uh, Sean was not as sh- there was a lot. I'll tell you this: there was a lot more comments from Sean than I was able to put on the show. <laughs> but um, it's like, okay, dude, you're at the movies, enjoying time with your, your wife, and next thing you know, you got like 20 comments coming in. <laughs> so we'll have to uh, we'll have to rib them next time. But uh, oh, you Sean, know, yeah, Sean, I hope you enjoyed your date, and we'll see you on the Fantasy Warfare tournament. But uh, Stephen, thanks for being part of the show. And uh, anytime you want to be co-host uh, and uh, Sean's, uh, you know, uh, wants to go see some movies that have been out for 40 years, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have you on the show here. Okay, sweet. I'll uh, see you at Fantasy Warfare. All right. So just a moment of silence here for Sean Morris and then we'll end the show, guys. So thank you very much.